Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Kennedy. I'm Bill Hemmer. I'm Sandra Smith, and this is the Fox News Rundown. I'm Alex Hogan. In the places where people are living the longest and healthiest lives, they're not necessarily trying to. So how are they doing it? In blue zones, they're living a long time because they're unconscious decisions. They're micro decisions from day to day, moment to moment, day to day are marginally better, but it's deployed for decades. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com. What if you could live to 100, but not just make it to that age, really live well? One man has spent much of his life studying exactly that. He's traveled all over the world, figuring out why some people are living the longest and healthiest lives. These areas are now called the Blue Zones, and there's five of them. Longest lived men in the world, Sardinia, Italy. Longest lived women, Okinawa, Japan. An island in Greece called Ikaria, where they live about eight years longer, largely without dementia. Dan Butner is an author, and he's also the host of Live to 100, Secrets of the Blue Zone. It's a documentary diving into all of this on Netflix. In the Koya Peninsula of Costa Rica, half the rate of middle age mortality for the people there. And then in the United States, it's among the Seventh-day Adventists. And the reason uh, I identified these areas, it was part of a National Geographic project to reverse engineer longevity. So find places where people live the longest, then find the common denominators, gives us a pretty good idea what we might want to do. We also want to live longer. So this new documentary, uh, the Live to 100 Secrets of the Blue Zones, in all the research that you've done for this documentary, before that, for the book, everything that goes into that, was there something that surprised you most about what people are doing in some of these cities, these communities that might go against, um, you know, these, these health secrets and these health teachings that we're constantly told? What surprised you the most? What surprised me the most is people don't try to live a long time there. You know, in America here, we uh, the, the way we get healthier is we find the right diet, the right exercise program, the right supplement uh, regimen, or the right longevity hack, and then we get at it. And we're expected to be disciplined and have presence of mind, and it never works. Mm-hmm. Or it works for single-digit percentages. In blue zones, they're living a long time because they're – unconscious decisions. They're micro decisions from day to day, moment to moment, day to day are marginally better, but it's deployed for decades. And the value prop is about 10 extra years of extra life expectancy. And that's the Blue Zones way. Yeah. And I think it's worth urging our our listeners to to go learn about this. But for those who've never heard about this before, it's not just people living to 100. They're living much, much healthier lives. And and some could argue um, happier lives. So what are people doing? There's so much that we could dive into, but can you list off just some of the things that you're seeing that really have made a difference for these people? 
Right. You, you know, I, I wrote a series of New York Times bestsellers called Blue Zones, and there's a number of them. And I unpacked this with some detail. Uh, but I'll, I'll just give you the top line. If you want to know what a 100-year-old ate to live to 100, you can't just ask them what they're eating lately because they don't remember. They don't eat, remember what they ate when they were little kids. So with Harvard, we did a, something called a meta-analysis. We found 155 dietary surveys done in all Blue Zones over the past 100 years. And what they've eaten over time is mostly whole food, plant-based. It's a very high carbohydrate diet, which which absolutely astounds people. The five main longevity foods are whole grains, greens or garden vegetables, tubers like sweet potatoes, nuts, and the cornerstone of every longevity diet in the world is beans. And if you're eating a cup of beans a day, it's probably the only real superfood. You're living about four extra years over somebody who's not eating beans. And there's so much also that's tied to community. Of course, we, we know the importance of, of having good relationships with your family, with your friends, your loved ones. But there's something more than that. The reason to get out of bed, a reason to belong and people who depend on you. Right. In each of these blue zones, they have vocabulary for purpose. Ikigai in Okinawa, Plan de Vida in Costa Rica, a very clear reason to get up in the morning. And, you know, that's easily dismissed. It's kind of spongy. But actually, there's very good research, National Institutes on Aging Research, that shows that if you can articulate your sense of purpose, it's worth about eight extra years of life expectancy. And there's no longevity hack. There's no hormone. There's no stem cell treatment. There's no metformin or resveratrol that comes anywhere near offering an extra eight years of life expectancy. Yet we're seeing it very clear in the, in the communities in the blue zones. And you uh, took all this information and you tried to recreate it, a town in Minnesota. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about that town, what you've been able to see in the years since it was essentially created? Yeah, so we've actually done it now in 72 cities, including Fort Worth, Texas, and Phoenix, Arizona. But the central idea, you know, most health prevention, you try to convince people to change what they eat and so forth. We, we don't do any of that. We work with city councils to adopt policies that favor healthy food over junk food and junk food advertising, favor the pedestrian over the motorist. And, and then we have a, so to get people on their feet, right? And then we have a certification program for all the schools and restaurants and grocery stores and workplaces and churches. And then another program for uh, individuals. But the big idea here is to unleash a, a healthy swarm of nudges and defaults so people are unconsciously making better health decisions all day long for five years. We're publicly supported, but privately funded, so we don't take tax dollars. Uh, but in every city we worked in, we've seen the BMI or the obesity rate of the city go down and healthcare costs go down. And this is taken right from the DNA of places like Sardinia, Italy, and Okinawa, Japan. I first learned about the Blue Zones when I went to uh, Costa Rica, Nicoya, and it was such a, a beautiful thing to see how much people loved their community and and learning about the Blue Zones, talking to people there, it, it seemed obvious that there was something just a, a little bit different about that place. Uh, Nasara was the small town that I went to uh, within that region. Mm -hmm. 
And I tried to bring back some of the teaching, some of the cooking styles. Uh, it's difficult to really incorporate that into your life when you have been living a different kind of lifestyle, maybe eating different things. When you're studying all of this, has there anything that's really touched you most that you try to incorporate in your own lifestyle? Well, I think arguably the best diet in the history of humankind was the one you probably experienced down in Nicoya. Uh, do you know that uh, uh, corn tortillas and beans and squash together give you all the amino acids necessary for human sustenance? It's cheap, can very easy to make it made delicious. Um, it's uh, shelf stable. And, um, you know, I, I start my day with beans and tortilla almost every day or, or a beans, a savory breakfast instead of eggs and bacon or cereal, uh, neither of which is very healthy for you. And, and, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm 63. I'm in absolute pristine health, as far as I know. Knock on wood, somewhere here. And uh, I've been I've been living the blue zone lifestyle. I don't take any supplements. I don't take any bills. I don't have my stem cells replaced or shoot up with uh, the blood of my son or something like that. Um, it's I just uh, I've seen what the world's longest of people do, and I mimic their lifestyle, and it seems to be paying off right here in Miami. We've been speaking to Dan Buettner, author and host of Live to 100, The Secrets of the Blue Zones. More on this coming up. For people listening who might be in big cities or in communities where they might not know many people, maybe they don't have those um, those resources to connect with others, which we've seen is very crucial in terms of building those relationships. What can people do realistically on top of just maybe changing their diet, cutting out fried food and, and meat as much? What can they do to reap some of the benefits of what you've learned? You know, Alex, we spent $150 billion a year on supplements. If we took that same time and effort and resources and put it on uh, building a social circle around us that would insulate us from some of these unhealthy habits. So what I mean is making the effort, maybe going through your own uh, contact list, maybe it's neighbors, but proactively uh, inviting a few friends uh, to whose idea of recreation is walking or playing pickleball, who care about you on a bad day, who... Um, who are eating plant-based and proactively bring them into your social circle, either by inviting them out a few times or, or what also works is volunteering. Uh, we know that volunteers have lower BMI, lower healthcare costs and report higher levels of happiness. So, you know, it's just, you know, we're marketed, we're relentlessly marketed the idea the pathway to health is through a diet or, or an Ozempic or, or uh, some, you know, CrossFit and if we took that same amount of effort and um, consciously improved our immediate social circle, we'd see much more lasting returns. And um, it's not impossible. I wrote a book called The Blue Zone Challenge that sort of takes you step by step on how to exactly do that. So one of the things you mentioned earlier was the overlying importance that you see in a lot of these communities is this sense of life purpose. You're doing this, of course, I'm sure it's fascinating for you, but part of your career. But do you think, is this your purpose? Have you figured out what yours is yet? I've been doing it for 20 years. I, I actually took the time. My, my purpose is going out into the world, uh, exploring the traditional peoples, understanding their wisdom and bringing their wisdom back so that uh, the people of my community can benefit from that. And that's uh, that's what I've been doing for 20 years at National Geographic and continue to do to this very day. 
how does one figure out what their purpose is if they're confused or maybe their career isn't a passion of theirs? It's a, a nine to five and that's okay for a lot of people. How do you how do you help someone figure out what their purpose is? First of all, according to Gallup, 70% of Americans aren't finding purpose at work, so you're not alone. But it involves, you know, starting with a blank screen or a blank piece of paper, uh, four columns. The first column is what I like to do. The second column is are my values. The third column is what I'm good at. And the fourth column is an outlet. Uh, and uh, taking some time, it just could be a couple word phrases that, you know, I'm conservative politically, or I'm liberal, I'm a Christian, or I'm a Muslim, I, I uh, believe in women's rights, or I believe in family values, whatever it is, getting really clear on each of these fields. And once it's in front of you on a, blank, on a screen or a piece of paper, then you can start to see uh, through lines. And, uh, you know, maybe you're, maybe you love dogs and, um, uh, you're good at walking and, um, maybe your outlet is volunteering for the humane society. Uh, but a lot of us never take the time to undertake that internal inventory to see, uh, really think about what we're good at, what our passions are, what we like to do in an outlet for them. And, um, that's a, a useful exercise. That's what we do in our city projects, by the way. Every one of our city projects, that's what, that's what we do. Well, maybe people listening can take some time to do that today. Dan Buner is, again, an author, American National Geographic fellow, and the host of Live to 100 Secrets of the Blue Zones. Dan, thanks so much. It was a delight, Alex, and uh, I salute your work. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table to Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts.